Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The following content is not suitable for children. Okay, G-Dog, we got a Q&A. And this guy's going to talk about, you know, his wife doesn't want to get blowjobs. And I want to help him and I want to help her. And then I really think we should also talk to men who don't want to go down on her. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for this? this? Is a, yeah, I can get my pen out and make sure I get some <laughs> notes here. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. This is the last chance, y'all, to sign up for our class, Unleash the Power of Sex in EFT for Therapists. We're doing this on January 19th and 20th. Come on, therapists. This is the front line. This is how we help couples in the area they need it most. And most of us don't have the training we need. So every one of these trainings, we learn so much more. We, you know, it feels like we're pushing this the model of sex and emotions and attachment in a direction of more safety and security. Yeah. And we want to help you feel proficient, feel at ease talking about it. We're going to go through anatomy and physiology, kind of talk about the, the basis for talking about the sexual cycle, how you do it, when you do it, going through EFT stages one and two. It's going to be exciting. And it's going to be online, so you don't have to travel to do it. This is our winter class. Be there, be square, people. January 19th and 20th. Sign up on foreplaysextherapy.com. No, I think this is, uh, again, as people have good reasons, they don't want to do things, but then they lose a tool that's pretty important, right? Yeah. And, and we don't even know why. I think that's half of the battle, right? We just know I, I don't like doing it, and we don't even talk about why. There's right. no exploration, so. Yeah, and if we don't talk about why and what's actually happening for us, then there's no solution. Maybe I think a lot of people can work through these issues, and then their sexual repertoire can grow. So can we start with that? It's okay to say, no, you don't want to do something. But if you say no, you got to be able to open to explore why. Mm -hmm. You can't say no and just not talk about it. That's, right. that's, that's, then that's a deal break, right? There's no way of you're ever going to make progress on that topic. Right. 
And this this guy who wrote in, he's actually a longtime listener, and you know he was really hurt. You know he didn't get the blowjob he was expecting. I think it was his birthday or something. Maybe it was Christmas, and didn't know why he could feel the avoidance. Mm-hmm. And finally, he asks his partner about it, and she sends this kind of really rejecting thing. I, you know, I just I don't like you in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, and whew. You know, when your penis is very central to your being and your partner rejects that and says, Has its own that, name and everything. Has its own name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> to not take that personal. <laughs> the little guy has his own personality. Oh, little guy, big guy. Depends. It's probably called Big Petey, not Little Petey, but whatever works for you, Lori. <laughs> okay. And we're having fun. And this was not fun for this couple. No, no. no, we're, no, we're, no. We have to have fun yeah. because we're too serious around these conversations. Yeah. And, you know, it is a big problem and it hurts. He's being rejected. There's no way around that. But we got to figure out what's going on. What makes her not want to please him and make make him get more enjoyment out of sex and yeah. for her to get more enjoyment out yeah, of it. Yeah. There are plenty of people giving blowjobs who love giving blowjobs, right? right? So That's right. What, what's stopping that natural process from happening? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that, first of all, it was really brave of him to ask, yep. what is happening here? Like, instead of just feeling withdrawn and and not saying anything about the, the clear absence of what he had expected, yep. you know, he brings it up, and that's pretty darn brave. It is. And yeah. it's also, though, Lori, it is also brave for her to say no. It is also right? brave If she's going to do something that repulses her and makes it worse yeah. that's going to train her body not to want to have sex so she's she's putting up a boundary here saying i don't like this which is healthy yeah. we just need to know what's stopping it yeah and i i do think it's brave of her and i think that it shut them down yeah. and they couldn't really go any further couldn't repair it you know and i i think if you know like for some people oral sex is kind of everything in their sexual life and it's like if if I'm with a partner who doesn't want to do that, and maybe they did do it before, you know, when we were early together or something, but suddenly that's not going to be happening. That yep. could be, you know, bad news. Bad news. Yeah, it could feel like the the relationship is over. I'm, you know, especially if I'm committed to monogamy. It's like, yep. ooh, okay. And the rest you, you of my wanna... life without a blowjob. Yeah. I can't imagine it. Yeah, I, you know, I know lots of people who have not had blowjobs. I, I just, woof, tough. Really tough. Well, again, my first question is, you know, what is it that you don't like? Mm-hmm. You know, is it too big? Is it you can't breathe? Is it smell? Does it, you know, your hair stuck in your teeth? Is like, what is it about the process that she, does it feel dirty? Does she feel ashamed? Does she, you know. Yeah. Does it feel denigrating? Did she you? used to like it at one point and now doesn't like it? What has mm-hmm. changed? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I had my friend who tells, you know, tells the stories like, you know, when I was dating before my wife, you know, she was like super into it. Like she would make love to my penis. <laughs> she would play with my balls. And like, he was like, it was just like, it was a, a spiritual experience for him. <laughs> and he's like, now after all these years of marriage, she's like a deer in headlights. She just like holds it and kisses it every once in a while. She's <laughs> looking for the kids. Maybe they're going to knock on a door or something. And she's like, not into it at all. And he's like, what the hell changed here? You know? So... <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just those environmental things it's the kids it's the stress you know what has changed that somebody that was so into it is now like you know <laughs> smacking it on her cheek but that's about all she's doing <laughs> but 
but at least he has a sense of humor. As he, he does. Tells it, he right? does. Yep. And it sounds like he kind of stays green brain about this whole thing. He he's trying, right? And again, she can hear it and joke with it too. And it's mm. you know they're still having a conversation. I don't mm. worry about couples who are having a conversation. Yeah, exactly. I'm worrying about the couples who are not talking about. Yeah, that. and we're worried about this. But maybe we could go through a little bit about how to get through all yeah. those things you just said. Like maybe it is too big. I know a lot of women hold tension in their jaws and they have TMJ and they can't open their mouth very big, you know, so they can't take the penis inside and they're like, oh no, you know, that, that that it's going to choke them or they're, it's going to hurt, you know, so. Well, would that be good to then just kiss the shaft and like do things that are lick still it. lick it and play with Suck it and do head, it right something. do what you can do right you know is that good enough for your partner they at least you're showing effort that you're trying that this matters yeah and i think you know for all we know some men want that instead yeah you know maybe the way she thought she had to do it wasn't the best for him anyway but if they don't talk about it they don't know yep Maybe licking it like a lollipop is just what she wanted. Oh, just what he wanted. Ooh. Well, I <laughs> and know what she wanted. <laughs> a, a few couples that when I've helped facilitate this conversation, I've been surprised and I shouldn't be, but maybe this is my male privilege or something. But a lot of times the taste and the smell is bad and guys just don't think about this. You know, so taking a shower and manscaping, doing a little trimming, a little cleaning, like <laughs> I might make it a little bit more appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell your story about your underwear that you took off and it was it stunk tell that story that was funny yeah so again i normally didn't think about this thing this is how i'm growing in this podcast oh thank right? god but i i remember i i had these like cool i don't know they were like nylon i, I was playing pickleball in these underwear for, for a couple hours and got a good sweat going and you know i i the pickle got sweaty. I, I, I was not doing anything sexual. I was just changing it. I pulled off my underwear and I was like, holy sh! what is that smell? I mean, this, there's some things going on there. So like, Oof. you know. Oof. That is just TMI. But what? I got to say, no, you are so vulnerable to say that. And I think so many men don't even think about it. I love that you noticed that and you thought about, mm, nobody going to want to go down on that. I got some old spice on that baby then. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped in the shower, did you? That's right. Yeah, and I had a girlfriend who really smell was a big deal to her. And mm. if he was fresh from a shower, she was all about it. I'm like, did you tell him that? And she's like, no, because I think it's wrong. I should just like his smell no matter what. I'm like, oh, please just tell him that. I just don't think it's going to hurt his feelings. <laughs> he did thank me later. <laughs> so, all right, so yeah, we got smell, smell we got smell, taste, taste, we got What can you do about stars? taste? So sometimes, right, genitals do have a taste. You know, there's like all kinds of things you can do about that. You can hold an Altoid. You know what that is? It's that really strong mint Mm -hmm. in your mouth. And you can't taste anything. And then maybe he kind of feels it like menthol, like it's cooler and you blow on it and he can feel that coolness. That's a good trick. Or there's like flavored lubricants, so you can't taste anything. It makes your mouth have a lot of saliva, so it's really juicy. Yep. That's good. Right. Okay, what about hair in your mouth? Dental floss? No. <laughs> they can't buy multi-purpose here? No. <laughs> I heard a man say once he wanted a woman with hair long enough to floss. Ooh. I was like, wow, wow. 
Okay. Well, if you got hair long enough to floss <laughs> down there, you things might be in trouble. <laughs> no, he meant down there. All right, well, that jungle might need a trim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it depends on the man, right? All of these things depends on the woman. Maybe she it doesn't bother. But if you have a hair in your mouth, you can stop and get it out. Mm-hmm. You can take a minute and just say, hold on just a second. Let me get rid of this hair. I mean, it's. I think what happens is people get anxious, like, oh, I'm going to break the flow if I yep. you know, notice this. And it's like, it's okay. Just take a little moment, get it out of your mouth, keep going. Yeah. I think the timing is important, too. Mm-hmm. I think if you're feeling super disconnected from your partner, they can really feel objectified if you're just being asked to perform an act. It's, it's disconnected from sex. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. and I, I think taking that into consideration, is there something emotionally stopping you from wanting to? Does mm-hmm. it feel wrong? Does it feel... You know, I shouldn't be doing this, or is it sinful? I mean, there are always blocks to this process that we just want to bring it to the light to say, hey, what can we do? Can we make any adjustments with this? Yeah, I had a girlfriend who asked me about it, and she said, I really thought only prostitutes did that. Hmm. So when my husband wanted me to do it, I just felt so dirty, so used. And, you know, she just, I think she did eventually work it through. But that was her early upbringing. Sure. You know, that was what she thought of it. She didn't really think of it when she thought about having sex as part of a sexual act that a you know a couple did so she had to kind of grow and think about it and hear from others fortunately yeah. I had a lot of girlfriends who talked about it no, that's... growing up I, I was blessed yeah I was very blessed still talk about it same group <laughs> hello out there <laughs> well what would be different when you're dating and you're trying to kind of get this person to love you and you're you're more enthusiastic and Mm -hmm. you're more sexual and you have more desire you're tapping into and it's it's more fun when your body's in that freed up place right and if you're doing it 20 years later and you're not really turned on and you're tired at night maybe that is maybe it's good to say no and to find a better time when you're on vacation or you know you're more into it where it can be more special so instead of saying no maybe it's no most of the time except special occasions like your birthday and maybe for some people they could live with that, right? Yeah. And that would be okay. Just knowing that it is coming, that there's going to be a joyful time and it's, she's not going to do it out of duty and it's not going to suck is what I wanted to say. But then I realized we're talking about blowjobs. Uh, so maybe we need it to suck. Uh, it okay, I'm also, sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I just, that's it, my brain. It might be good motivation to have, you know, the guy talk about why what it means to him. Because it might be more than just the orgasm, right? There might be Absolutely. something that's different about a blowjob, how it feels, you know, and you're, the focus. You don't have to focus on performance or anything else. Yeah. It's like a, a moment of surrender or relaxing. It's, and all the attention you know, is on all you. All the attention's on you. you, it's you don't a lot have of to time, do anything. Men are so performance focused yes. and they, they always yes. have that lingering in the background that it's nice to not have that for a little bit. Yeah, I get it. Okay, let's come back. And talk about how do we help the guy who didn't want to go down. Imagine this winter sitting by the fire in the coziest, softest pajamas you have ever felt or slipping into bed on a cold winter's night with just that silky, satiny feel against your skin. Cozy Earth has the softest products you will have ever felt They are made from responsibly sourced bamboo, and all the products come with a 10-year warranty. It's basically temperature regulating, so you can get in bed. Maybe you need to be warm and your partner needs to be cool. 
These are perfect sheets for that, and I love them. I now have them in terracotta and in white. I have them in different colors. I can change my bedroom with the season. Really, Cozy Earth make me feel like I am in luxury every single day. I invite you to go to CozyEarth.com and look at all that they provide with an exclusive offer for our listeners at 35% off site-wide when you use the code foreplay. Please use the code foreplay at CozyEarth.com and look at all that they have to offer. It is a beautiful product, my favorite winter gift. We have new partners every plate. If you're looking to budget your food expenses in the new year, save big and eat great with America's Best Value Meals Kit. Their meals are cheaper than your average fast casual meal, so ditch the takeout. Especially now while we're all trying to eat healthy, save money while you're enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. It is easy to eat affordably. Put the money you save towards your 2024 plans. If you're making resolutions, get every plate. Stop going to the grocery store and taking so much time with meal prep. Save more time with these quick and easy recipes. Again, we have a new partnership with Every Plate. Get a meal for $1.49 plus $1 Steaks for Life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code 49foreplay. Subscriptions must be active to qualify for and redeem the $1 steak. That's everyplate.com slash podcast 49foreplay. Uber Lube. It's a luxury lubricant. Can you say that three times fast? Uber Lube Luxury Lubricant. You know, basically it's pure silicone bliss. It is made from superior ingredients. It has skin soothing vitamin E and it goes on just like natural moisture and it lasts a long time. There's no drip. Their glass bottles are truly beautiful. You can leave them on your bedstand. I do. No problem. Nobody notices. And it's basically like this thin, slippery silicone formulation. It reduces friction, which is great, but it doesn't reduce sensation, and it stays slippery long enough for lasting pleasure. They have travel-friendly toughened glass bottles. You can slip it in your gym bag. You can slip it in your purse. You can be ready whenever. Try UberLube, the silicone lubricant, at uberlube.com. Use the code FOREPLAY for 10% off. Really, it is the best lubricant on the market. reversing roles now here we go what about for all those men out there for whatever their good reasons they're the ones who say no i don't like going down on you ah. you know painful can i give you this vibrator and call it call it yeah Pretty call cool. it quits call it quits <laughs> that'd be calling it quits <laughs> no i i hear this right i i remember the first time as a sex therapist i heard a man say to his wife, you know, I just, I'm sorry, I don't like the way you taste. Mm. I, I was like, I, in her place, I was like dagger in my heart. I, I was like, oh, I really wish you had said it differently. I really wish you had not just said that right now. I mean, that is just so painful. At least he put it on the table, though. I know. And you're all about us putting the hard things on the table. We can deal with it then. So to speak. You know, how many men just don't go down there because of that, but they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings, so they come up with some other kind of reasoning. And, yeah, or they just you know. do something else. But is there something you can do for taste? Yeah, there are things you can do for taste. I mean, we just talked about showers, right? No. 
you know, certainly a shower would be helpful. Uh, good hygiene to, to begin. Um, but I, I mean, I think sometimes, yeah, there is, you know, I've heard that papayas and avocados make you taste sweeter. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I have not factually researched that, but that's what I hear. I had a lesbian friend tell me that. Yeah. I thought you like, you putting some avocado down there. I was like, oh, that's mixing things up a little bit. <laughs> like a little salad a little down salad, there. A little salad, a little tacos. Olive oil. Well, right. <laughs> I think it also, how does the woman communicate? I mean, so many women, it's the primary way of orgasm, right, is through clitoral stimulation. And I think it's important too, like we were doing before with a guy, like what does it represent for the woman? How important? Sometimes we got to give that information. A lot of times men don't understand this is the primary way a lot of women orgasm. Clitoral yeah. oral stimulation, like it's so important if they're going to get engaged and get turned on. Like this is this is road number one. And if you're saying no to this, yeah, uh, yeah, what you know, if that's the way you come, yeah, it's like, and he didn't want to do that. Woo, you are kind of dead in the water. You know, and I can imagine that that would build resentment and all kinds of things. But maybe, again, it could be her hair or it could be her taste or her smell or something that he just can't tolerate. Or maybe he feels like doing that is being submissive and being less than a man. You know, men don't maybe. do that. That could be the emotional stuff blocking it. Yeah. So what would be your advice to a man who's saying, I don't like doing it. So what did you say? Yeah. So, I mean, after I got over the stab in my heart for her, yeah, you know, I asked him to explain what was it about it. And for him, it was like he, he grew up in a culture that said, you know, if I do that to a woman, then I'm somehow or another not macho. I'm not a real man, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm doing something for her that... I shouldn't have to do that mm -hmm. really, you know, my dick should be enough. And if I have to do this, I'm not good enough and she shouldn't need this. I mean, it, it was convoluted. Well, I think a lot of men, and this is why that statistic that 80% of women don't orgasm during intercourse. Like when men right. hear that, it's like, oh shit, I got to figure out, you know, other ways because I want my partner. Most men want their partner to orgasm. That's really important. Yeah. Right. But if you're in this belief that you should orgasm this way through intercourse, then I'm just going to try harder at intercourse. And, you know, we lose this, this, this beautiful opportunity. Yeah. And I think too, that men sometimes don't get enough feedback about it. So they kind of come up with, it doesn't work. I'm failing. And then they don't want to try it again. Yeah, You know, they try it or they think it does work. Maybe it's worked on another partner and they try too early and she's not really ready for it. So she pushes them away or, but she really needs it. And they don't talk about that or, yeah. or she just lays there and lets him do it forever. And he's like, okay, this, this is a lot of fun. This is, yeah. he doesn't get any feedback, right? There's no success for it. Yeah. No success. Exactly. Yeah. No feedback. It's like I just went down there for 20 minutes and <laughs> You know, the needle didn't move at all. I mean, I could have been, you know, and if the guy's not engaged and he's starting to go over, you know, the bills in his head and, it, you know. I think she can feel that. Yeah. Just like a man could feel that. I don't know. Do you think so? <laughs> I would give it a try. I mean, I, I'd rather have the taxes being done than nothing at all. That's for sure. So. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what so what does it feel the like? The difference between a good blowjob and a bad blowjob is not very much, right? 
as long as it's happening. Well, that's unfortunately a lot of but I, Okay, but for a woman, I can say there is a difference. All right, tell us the difference. Yeah, the difference is sort of him knowing where he is. That would be good. Mm-hmm. You know, his tongue could be in the wrong place. It might not be on her clitoris. You know, I, I remember this one couple. He's like, yeah, you know, when I go down on her, I put my tongue right where it matters in her vagina. <laughs> And I'm like, ooh. You're two inches off the mark, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And why didn't she ever say anything? You know, that that was kind of curious. Yeah, well, how would a guy know when you don't have a clitoris? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think It's like a teeny tiny penis. That's what it's like. It's like a teeny tiny penis that's more sensitive. Well, that's I, I like that, you're again, you're trying to make explicit. What's blocking him? Is it something physical, smell, yeah. taste? Is it something emotional? He's failing is it something he just doesn't know what to do it's a sense of helplessness he feels like you know not skilled in that area he wants to avoid that i mean there could be a lot of factors that are stopping this this natural process yeah any others you got i I think that's good i think we just address most of them yeah 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 but I, i i do think i guess my hope as a sex therapist what i've seen is 99% of the time it's workable they can mm. work it through to have some form of oral sex that is satisfying well, let's repeat that that's worth yeah, saying yeah it's workable blowjobs and her getting cunnilingus which is george's favorite word oh boy <laughs> is like you wonder why men some men don't want to do it change the damn name they can't say it yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. But both of those things, we can work it out. You know, you can figure it out together so that you can have some of this. Yeah, as long as you're able to talk about it. We always fall back to communication is the most important factor. Right. right? You're not doing your partner any service by not talking about this, by just keeping it to yourself. Right. Right. There's a good reason. You want to or don't want to. Yep. And both people need to speak their piece. And when I think about this listener who was brave enough to write to us, and you know what happened, I think, is they got shut down. It became dire. You know, are we, am I going to even be able to last in this marriage? It does my partner love me. And that sense of fear that we talk about emotionally just shut him down. He couldn't even keep talking about it. Yep. You know, and she couldn't talk about it because I think she knew it was important. She felt like, oh, my God, I, I am failing him. You know, I did do it before. I mean, they were just in lockdown and shutdown, and they were kind of in a relatively early marriage. And yeah. I think when you hit that kind of a roadblock in an early marriage, which is the first time you might have really hit a bad roadblock, it's really natural to think, I, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. We but, all catastrophize when yeah. – you know, it's not just the no in that moment. It's we globalize that no, this will be our life. And we have these big responses to that, right? And, yeah. and, and some of the research says even couples that get divorced, you know, if half of them would have just stayed together and rode through that wave, they would have been fine six months later. I know. Right? But it's in this moment when you're drowning that you make decisions that wind up putting too much factor towards this, you know, this one element. Yeah. I have some friends who talked about divorce about 20 years ago. Right. And I still know them, you know, and they're happy now. They're very happy now. And, you know, they stayed together, which was a model for their children. They're enjoying retirement. I mean, it's different. And sometimes some stages of life are rougher. And I think some stages of a sex life are rougher. And early sex, 
There's a lot to learn. I just want to normalize that we all have to work on sex. We all have these periods. Yeah. And also normalize the pain of, you know, we live in a sex-saturated culture. Yeah. When you're not getting it and everywhere you're around you, everyone seems to be getting it. And you're like, I could be getting it in all these other places and I'm not here. It's that much harder to come home and have it in your face that you're not getting it. So I get his, his turmoil and that he's addressing that and he's saying, hey, listen, we need to deal with this. That's the healthiest thing you could do. Yeah. Right? Give her the space or vice versa. And there's lots of iterations of this, right? There are a lot of women who their partner wants to go down on them and they don't want it. Yeah. You know, oh and there's the gosh. flip the other way. There's women who want to go down on them, their partners, and, and the men don't want it. And believe so, it or not, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot and of times. What's that about? Yeah. Right? And and a lot of men who say, you know, I want her to go down on me, but I don't come that way. So I don't want to let her because I don't come that way anyway. And so I'm afraid I'll disappoint her. It's like right. Dude, let her do that. Oh, it's people okay. also it's have a lot of, of sex. a lot of body image issues and with this. You know, I don't like the yeah. way I look. I don't like yeah. the way uh, yeah. you know. So all of that stuff oh, complicates. Yeah. You know, these signals. I'm ugly that down there. I'm not big enough down there. I'm too big. That's really the big one with blowjobs. I'm too big. Yeah. Yeah, I had a guy who talked about his balls were too big. Mm-hmm. compared to his penis. So when she would go down there, he would just think about that the whole time. Oh. You know, and be like, oh. Then he would lose his erection and he'd be like, I don't like blowjobs. Well, yeah, I wouldn't like it under those circumstances either. Yeah. So if we could listen to those emotions, it's kind of telling us he needs some reassurance. It'll probably make the process easier for him. And we facilitate these conversations with couples so we know it's possible. We know you can talk about it. It's hard. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know it's hard to talk about but I think, you know, maybe you write it down, you both come to the table, let's see if we can work this out. Is there any, you know, way? That's also really good advice, Lori. For a lot of couples, if it's just too big to start the conversation. Yeah. Sometimes just writing an email or a letter that starts it and says, hey, I want to talk. This is too hard to talk about, but here's some of my issues. Right, right. right? And, and you just, you open the door. Right. The hardest step is that first step. Most co- I have no problem with couples who will start this conversation. Like yeah. you said, 99% of them are going to find some, some kind of better move than the, what they currently have. Right. And that's the first goal. And it might be enough. Yeah. You know, it might be just satisfying enough to, to find that next level if they can. And partners deserve to be recognized when they're hurt. Yeah. Right. And if we don't share, we, we're never going to get that either. So we want to say to you, dear listener, you know, keep the faith. You know, we believe that you can have this conversation. I think maybe now is the time to get therapy. Certainly look up an EFT therapist, somebody who can help you talk about the emotions from both sides. It's difficult, but, you know, maybe now is the time to reach out. And maybe you approach your wife and say, look, I know we're stuck here and you know, I feel so stuck. I know you feel so so stuck. I'm not dragging you to therapy so that you will do it. I'm dragging you to therapy so that I can mm. understand it. Maybe if I can understand it, I can get over my need. Maybe you can understand me and you can come my way. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And if both partners can can protect each other in this conversation, you know, he mm. has good reasons he wants it and he's hurt that he's not getting it. She has mm. good reasons she don't want to do it. And they start off respecting that at each other and try to protect each other. She's feeling, she's getting the message she's failing. He's getting the message of rejection. We work with this all the time in cycles. This is just another topic that brings up the same cycle. Yeah. Right. We know how to help couples repair this. It's not a mystery. Attachment science can kind of solve this issue. 
You just got to take that first step. Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep it hot. Yeah, baby. Okay, so tell us about your cutting-edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it. Coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical, moment-by-moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough that is talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. You need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.